Latino Stories, Historias Latinas, es un podcast que nace del proyecto de narrativas orales de Latinos en Ohio, Oral Narratives of Latinos en Ohio, con entrevistas en español, inglés, and Spanglish. Welcome to Latino Stories. I'm Elena Fowles. My guest today is Ohio Representative Jessica Miranda. Representative Jessica Miranda is a lifelong Ohioan and has a passion for education policy and greater economic opportunity for families of Ohio's 28th House District, which includes Hamilton County. Bienvenida a este episodio, Jessica. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, Representative Miranda, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where did you grow up? Absolutely. So I grew up in Butler County, Ohio, mm-hmm. um, born and raised in Hamilton, Ohio, and all across Butler County. I'm a product of a single mom, so I went to virtually every public school district across mm-hmm. Butler County, with the exception of Middletown, I believe. Um, and then when I got older and out into the workforce, my husband and I decided we wanted to move to Hamilton County. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a lot of things happening in Butler County that, you know, were not very welcoming to immigrants, and mm-hmm. my husband is an immigrant mm-hmm. from Mexico. So we decided to buy our first home in Forest Park, Um, here in my district is like I like to call it the great 28 and I am a mother of three beautiful daughters a business owner and state representative now in my third year in the Ohio House of Representatives and my district is fantastic because I actually represent the city of Springdale Mm -hmm. but Springdale is actually the fifth largest um, Hispanic and Latino populated city in the entire state Um, And as we get our newest census numbers back, it's encouraging to see that our Hispanic population has actually grown all across Ohio. But as we know, there's pockets um, in various communities. And one of the bigger pockets is, of course, in my state house district. And I'm very, very proud to be able to be a voice on the state government level um, to craft policy that works for all Ohioans and Hispanic folks and Latino folks alike. Great. Um Uh, Jessica, when did you become interested in politics? Are you the first one in your family to hold a government appointment? Yes, I am. I actually never thought ever <laughs> in that my life would, you know, end up being a public servant and in politics. But, you know, I, as I said, is am a product of a single mom. So I had a pretty hard upbringing. We You know, grew up in poverty, although I didn't really know what poverty was until I reached high school and got to see the drastic difference between my friends and I. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I wanted to be and do all of the things that my mom didn't have time to do when I was young and going through school. Mm-hmm. So right away when my kids became school age, I joined the PTA, you know, the parent teacher mm-hmm. organization. Um, and rose to become the vice president of my local PTA. Mm-hmm. And then I saw a greater need, which was on the school board. Mm-hmm. So the board of education at our school were, you know, there was a lot of commentary about how, you know, Latino students and our English language learners are the ones that are bringing our scores down and, mm-hmm. you know, making the report card for our school buildings look the way they are. And so I wanted to make sure that I stood up for my daughters right. and all of my friends and family Um, on my husband's side and, you know, kind of dispel that myth, 
right? Mm-hmm. That our English language learners aren't the ones bringing our scores down. They're actually the ones enriching and cultivating our various school districts uh, where they attend. So ran for the school board in 2013. And to my surprise, I placed second and won a seat on the school board <laughs> um, and was a school board, regular school board member for my first year, then rose to become the vice president of the school board. And then the last three years on the school board, I served as the school board president. So we did a lot of things in Wenton Woods from getting rid of school fees so that there were no barriers for um, children going to various events or participating in the commencement ceremony to collect their diploma. Um, And we have about 28 different languages spoken in the Mm -hmm. Winton Woods City School District. Mm -hmm. So it is a very inclusive um, and, you know, very active school district. And we just built two brand new buildings. And so my service started on my local school board. And then when I was on the school board, I had a perfect front row seat to see what the state does mm-hmm. to education, right? To public mm-hmm. education, to all types of education, and even higher education, and what those barriers are for students in real time. And something that we hated as being school board members is, you know, the state telling us what to do, right? Because mm-hmm. we know what's best in our own communities, right. and that's why we represent them. And so I ran for the, um, the state house seat, and... Um, lost the first time mm-hmm. in 2016. And, but I don't give up, you know, I'm very determined to keep going and fight for the people that I know need to be fought for that don't necessarily have a voice that mm-hmm. looks like mine in the state house, whether you're a woman, or, you know, a small business owner, or, or someone with biracial children, right. or, you know, any of that, there's no diversity mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. in our state house. So, First time we lost, second time we came back in 2018, and I ran again, and we won by 56 votes. So let that be proof positive that your vote matters, um, especially in these local elections, and my story is living proof how each and every single vote matters in each and every single race. And so, and to be persistent, right? To not give up. Yeah, which yeah, I, I to love never that. give up. You know, there's always people who need to be um, fought for, right? Mm-hmm. Great, um, Representative Miranda. Today we're talking about Hispanic and Latinx Heritage Month, a celebration that recognizes the culture and contribution of the Latinx community in the U.S. And it coincides with many Latin American countries' independence celebrations. This month-long celebration takes place from September 15th through October 15th each year. Hispanic Heritage Month started in 1968, and it was originally observed as Hispanic Heritage Week under President Lyndon Johnson. It was later expanded to a month during President uh, Reagan's term in 1988, Representative Miranda, talk to us about House Bill 72. Why was Ohio behind in making this important celebration officially recognized in our state? Right. So Ohio's Hispanic population totals over 450,000, and probably that number is a little bit higher um, given the new census data. Um, And my home county of Hamilton being among the highest populations in the state And specifically in my district, the city of Springdale is home to the fifth largest percentage of its residents being Hispanic in the state. So 
you know, not only do the numbers talk about how important it is Mm -hmm. for us to recognize Hispanic Heritage Month as the state, um, I think, you know, our communities and the culture that you see in so many of our celebrations, um, you know, people, people deserve to be recognized. And the federal government recognizes Hispanic Heritage Month, and there's no reason why Ohio shouldn't codify that and recognize it as well. I think it will give our Hispanic and Latinx families across the state um, some belonging, um, mm-hmm. some much necessary belonging here in Ohio, and, and give them something to be proud of, right, and to call mm-hmm. Ohio home. Right, right. What does this mean to to you, um, you know, having been able to pass this bill and to us Latinos in Ohio to officially have this established recognition, recognition and you mean and you just said, right, um, give us sort of a sense of belonging and and, and, and maybe uh, it opens a door right to to um, sort of conversations about who our neighbors are in the state, right? That this growing population that um, I came to the States and in, in, um, to Ohio in 1992, and it has cer- certainly changed, right? From, from then to, to 2021. Um, so, so tell me um, sort of what the excitement is about, um, you know, this now state um, uh, recognition. Yeah, so I am super excited for this bill to continue to move. It hasn't passed yet, unfortunately, but Mm -hmm. we introduced it at the beginning of this year. It is a bipartisan piece of legislation, meaning it has one Republican representative and one Democratic representative. And typically a bipartisan piece of legislation should move far and should get to the place where we can pass this and Mm -hmm. it becomes law. Um, And, you know, this is just one way to honor and recognize the contributions that Hispanic and Latinx Americans have made to this state, right? I think we have such a rich um, community, right? And rich not in dollars and cents, but rich in culture. Mm -hmm. We have so many different Latinx Ohioans from all over. um, And I think it's just so important that we as a state recognize those contributions um, to our economy, to our local um, municipalities, and to our state as a whole. I think it's so important. So I encourage everyone to contact your state representatives and your state senators, and heck, even the governor, if you have the time, send mm-hmm. him an email too and let him know how important this recognition would be to you and that they should move House Bill 72 expeditiously through the legislative process so that we can vote on it and so the governor can sign it and it can become law. Great. Um, Jessica, how do you plan to celebrate this year or how do you typically celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month? Yes. So my family and I, we always celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month. Um, There are many, many different things that happen down here in the Cincinnati community, Mm -hmm. um, which I'm so thankful for, by the way. We have our our Hispanic Heritage Month um, festivities like a lot of other cities do. Um, And there's so many things going on during that 30 days between Mm -hmm. September 15th and October 15th that it's almost impossible to get to everything, but we certainly try. Um, I used to be a part of an organization called the Latino Coalition of Southwest Ohio, where we planned a Latin Expo every year during Hispanic Heritage Month, Mm -hmm. um, where we would bring all kinds of partners in, whether it was health partners, education partners, law enforcement partners, and we would just have, 
you know, an expo for the community to come and get all of the resources and all of the information that they need, as well as get their health checks. So it's a great time. It's a wonderful time to go around to your community and visit all of these events. I know Columbus has a wonderful festival that I hope to go to someday. Right. Maybe if we're in session, um, I can stop by at the while I'm up working in the state house. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we do everything we can. And um Hopefully we can get House Bill 72 passed so that we can create an annual state celebration where we can come together and celebrate the fact that Ohio is actually recognizing the contributions of our Hispanic and Latinx neighbors all across the state. Yes, let's do that. And yes, we do have planned uh, Festival Latino, uh, September 18th. So if anybody would like to attend, it, it'll it's typically in August, but you know, with all the changes due to the pandemic, uh, we are having a celebration on Saturday, September 18th this year. Um, and I already got my tickets. It's free, but um, you should reserve tickets. And I already got my tickets and I'm planning to be there and and enjoy as much as, as we can, you know, with our all our precautions that we need to take because of um, our times, you know, in the pandemic. But certainly I look forward to, you know, celebrating to this month um, every every year. Sounds great. I need to get my tickets. Right. <laughs> Jessica, <laughs> thank you so much for this conversation. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. A todos, gracias por escucharnos y recuerden seguirnos en Facebook y de compartir este podcast con otros. Hasta la próxima. Thank you.